Mike Drop Dallas is back, and we begin our fifth season in a very special way. One topic, all things soccer, especially Dallas getting more FIFA 2026 World Cup matches than any other host city. And one guest, FC Dallas president and Dallas FIFA World Cup 26 chairman, Dan Hunt. It's season five, episode one. Let's drop the mic and let's go. Welcome to Mike Drop Dallas, everyone, the official podcast of the Dallas Sports Commission, which, of course, leads the way in the market. The Sports Business Journal has declared the best city in America for sports business. Kevin Sullivan here, along with Dallas Sports Commission Executive Director Monica Paul and our on-air producer, Next Level, Marcus Carr. Monica, three years ago, right around now, we started this. We're still cooking. We're over 100 episodes can't believe they haven't thrown us off the air, but he here we are. Uh, we talk about mic drop moments all the time, each episode, really. We had a gigantic one on February 4th with the announcement from FIFA that Dallas would host nine matches at AT&T Stadium, more than any other host city. Before we bring on our special guest, Dan Hunt, what has your life been like since that announcement? Well, um, First, maybe a lot of uh, excitement and a lot of, but a lot of tears at the same time. And then it was a realization of, oh my, it's time to get down to business now. We have a lot of work to do to be successful in 2026. Um, you know, we had never anticipated nine matches. We were looking at possibly kind of thinking eight was what we were going to end up with, uh, it, regardless if it was a final or, or a semifinal. So, uh, we're redoing some budgets and really starting to get the committees together um, in, sp in specific topics. So transportation has been a well-oiled machine up until this point already. So that, that one continuing to go, but doing a lot of work uh, and putting together teams on sustainability, human rights, uh, safety, security now that we know uh, what matches and what days we're going to be, be playing on here. Uh, our fan fest, initial fan fest plan, uh, programming around that. So uh, a, a lot of things taking place, but I got a lot of good things. And uh, I think uh, the ability to start to incorporate more of our community into the, the bigger picture and the planning. Um, and then obviously a lot of people wanting to work uh, on the World Cup or organizations that have worked on previous World Cups in Qatar and, and even Russia that have been partners with FIFA. Uh, so trying to figure out uh, with this new structure uh, from a local organizing committee with FIFA, how how do we all three uh, integrate uh, and, and which different organizations uh, do we need to to be partnering with? So but, when, when will when will local people in North Texas be able to register or apply for volunteer positions? So uh, if that program will actually be led by FIFA because they want some uh, continuity across the experience for volunteers across all of the host cities. Uh, but they'll be working with us locally uh, to be able to help recruit, help in the training process, orientation, and, and that sort of thing. Uh, we're anticipating needing about 10,000 volunteers, but I don't think the process for actually registration will probably happen later December 2024, early 2025 uh, for, for for that process. You know, Marcus and I have had a front row seat. I mentioned we've done over 100 episodes. We've talked about 
the World Cup bid and the process and all this almost in every, in every episode at one point or another. And, and we both want to tip our digital caps to you here. Uh, we're really we're happy for you. I know how much you put into this personally, and it's just such a great thing uh, that you brought to the region. This is going to change people's lives in Monica Paul. And, you know, when when, uh, you know, when you were growing up and I'm drawing a blank on the name of your hometown. Caldwell, Texas. Caldwell, Texas. Uh, I don't know if you thought this was in the in the cards for your future, but just a hearty congratulations uh, and a high five from from me and Marcus. Uh, it's just an amazing thing that you've done here and way to go. Well, yeah, yeah I have to say that uh, I'm very blessed to, to be here in Dallas and have the community and the partners um, and just a sense of everyone with a real can do entrepreneurial spirit of, you know, we want to do this event uh, from a World Cup standpoint, but really we see that on every event that uh, we try to pursue of really, how can we make the win-win? And, uh, you know, I get to talk about World Cup a lot, but there were, there are tons of people that uh, uh, I'm very grateful for and I owe thanks to, to get help to get us to this point. So, and the many more here over the next two and a half years for us to make sure these nine matches plus the other ancillary events are a success and we can truly capitalize um, on the incredible legacy that this World Cup can can bring to North Texas. Yeah, and I, I would just, you know, echo, you know, Sully a little bit. I I, I read the, the D Magazine piece of the mastermind behind the World Cup, Monica Paul, and the 570 events and all the economic impact Monica has brought to, to the region. And, you know, it, it's been a, an honor to have, like, like, like Sully said, a, a front row seat to, uh, you know, a true sports professional, a, a true role model. So, um, you know, it's, it's been a pleasure, Monica, and this is, this has been uh, a lot of fun. So uh, we'll keep pushing and uh, Monica, I'll, 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 keep it going where, you know, what else do we have going at the, at the sports commission? I know we have a lot, so. Oh, well, yes. Well, this is uh, usually our busy time, uh, our busiest season of the year. Actually this weekend, we have our annual national cheerleaders association, all-star national championships at the K Bailey Hutchison uh, convention center in Dallas. Uh, you know, over 60,000 cheerleaders are going to be here. This everyone knows in our restaurants and, uh, attractions and and hotels uh, what this what this uh event means to Dallas so um, you know Monica this that means when the cheerleaders are here this is the most polite week that you're ever going to find in 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 Dallas ask an uber driver ask the servers in the restaurants these are nice nice polite people oh the 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 uh the impact that that event has and uh and the annual history that that event uh, and the sport of cheer has on Dallas uh, is pretty impactful. And most people don't uh, realize the, that, I think. Uh, so in addition to cheerleading, um, this we enter kind of volleyball season. So we'll have Lone Star Classic uh, National Qualifier coming up in April. March is NCAA Men's Regionals at the American Airlines Center. So very excited to once again be hosting uh, and partnering with the NCAA on that. Uh, we've got the CONCACAF Nations League finals uh, taking place at uh, AT&T Stadium and then a play-in match uh, as well over at Toyota Stadium 
uh, Vex Robotics uh, decided to, to bring those students back out and those teams that will be participating and really embrace the STEM part of uh, um, our resume here at the, at the Sports Commission and here within the community. A um, lot of other youth uh, soccer, Dallas Cup um, is coming back again this, this year. Uh, and then we'll kind of round out our year with uh, WBSC U18 Women's Softball World Cup qualifier uh, over Labor Day weekend. So uh, a lot of other opportunities hopefully we'll be announcing for 2025 and 26 um, later in the spring, summer months. So maybe towards this uh, the end of this season's podcast, we'll have some other big announcements uh, as well. I'm sure we will. So as if putting on the World Cup wasn't enough of a full-time job. It sounds like you've got your hands full with lots of other great events that are going to come to our, our region and bring a big impact and also a lot of fun. The uh, I want to also ask you one other thing before we bring Dan Hunt on is uh, about a, at the end of January, there was an event at the Bush Presidential Center with the Sports Business Journal where the official sort of celebration took place uh, for Dallas-Fort Worth being named the number one city uh, in America to do sports business. And and I, I noticed I was unable to be there that night, unfortunately, but the uh, the luminaries on the stage there with you, you know, basically the team presidents from from every organization across, you know, the Cowboys, Mavericks, Stars, uh, Wings, FC Dallas, uh, Rangers, of course, Neil Liebman was there with, uh, you know, fresh off the uh, championship. But and I know th not that you want to make it about you, but there were there were some nice things said about your efforts there. But what did Abe Madcore did a great job moderating for the for the SBJ? What what did that to actually have that sort of officially commemorated that Dallas was the number one city for sports business? What did that mean to you? That what well one it's an honor that we are you know the number one sports business city that uh, Sports Business Journal did the research and. Uh, and awarded us with that. Um, that event was absolutely amazing. The, the energy in the room, uh, the actual, all of, well, not all, but majority of the sports business leaders, teams to agencies to um, just different companies, uh, conferences that were in the room, was amazing. The energy there, the the camaraderie, the ability to, to have all of those people in one room. And we've received such positive feedback uh, from it that they're like, can we create this type of event on an annual basis? We would love to be able to, to really uh, get our sports community galvanized or even more than we already are. I think that was something that even uh, Abe said that like, wow, you can feel the power in this room. You can feel that you all really work together to benefit your own organizations, but your own community. And you truly do believe in working together. And it, it was something that you could feel in, in that room. So um, yeah, that's something that we're really looking forward to, to figure out how can we make that uh, move forward. And in addition to retaining our number one sports business city title for, for many years. And we'll have to compete for it again. I think they're going to do it in another again in another year or two. But we'll 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 get it. But uh, thanks for that, Monica. Monica Paul, ladies and gentlemen, just on fire with all these all these great things that are happening. All right, back in a moment to talk twenty twenty six FIFA World Cup. 
FC Dallas and more with Dan Hunt. First, over to Rachel. Get ready, sports fans. This fall is stacked with events right here in the Big D. From food sport to football, the number one sports business city has something for everyone. Head to DallasSports.org to sign up for access to exclusive ticket announcements, discounts, and pre-sales to be part of the next big win. And now we're so pleased to welcome back to Mike Drop Dallas, Dan Hunt. He's been the president of FC Dallas since 2014. Of course, he serves on the MLS Board of Governors. He's on the league's Business Ventures Committee, was the chair of FIFA World Cup Dallas 26. We're going to get into that in a big way. Dan's been involved in soccer in North Texas from the grassroots on up to the pro levels and everything in between virtually his entire life. And of course, he's also involved in his family's ownership of your world champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Thank you for the time today, Dan. Really great to have you back on. Yeah, I know. Thanks for having me today. And uh, I recently was just added to the MLS Next Pro Board. So just just another oh. soccer nice. activity for me. Um, but it's been uh, an unbelievable February. And obviously, uh, the Chiefs was a really special moment. Um, but also, I'm so excited for, you know, our great city of Dallas. Um, World Cup, World Cup, World Cup. Mm -hmm. So, So, Dan, before we get to World Cup and soccer, we got a lot to talk about there. Uh, they're using the D word for dynasty to describe your chiefs. And I, I saw you yesterday and told you, I'm like, oh, every time that the chiefs are handed the trophy, I see Dan uh, on the stage and, uh, you know, follow, follow that. So what was that experience like for you to win another Super Bowl uh, and, and just to be there representing the, the chiefs? Yeah, well, were we doing something soccer yesterday too? I think so, but uh, we spent we spent a lot of time doing that. Um, you know, it's re a remarkable experience, right? You don't get to experience this. Some people never get to experience it. Um, my mother said one of the most poignant things to me um, that when we went to Super Bowl Fifty Four, she said, "Dan, I could have never imagined that it was going to be fifty years." Uh, in between going to Super Bowls, because the last one the Chiefs were in, which they won, was Super Bowl four against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, like that game was in New Orleans. And so just to have that conversation, that perspective, because she thought, wow, the Chiefs and, or the Texans and the Chiefs did really well in the old AFL, um, winning some titles there, playing in Super Bowl one, playing uh, and losing to the Green Bay Packers, uh, and then winning in Super Bowl four. Uh, and then she thought we were going to do this a lot. And then a 50 year gap. So that really gave me perspective on it. It was a, amazing. It is a dynasty. Um, and it's something to be, you know, it's something so special to be part of. You know, we had the great fortune with the Chicago Bulls to be part of that dynasty in the 90s, too. And that now seems like a lifetime ago. Um, and, you know, I think the Ryan Source have done a great job historically with the team. They're the managing partner, but you don't know when that moment or if it'll ever come again. So, Dan, maybe one of the most important Chiefs questions is coming up here. You have two daughters, right? Um, are they Swifties? <laughs> they are Swifties. They have not met Taylor Swift, though. And recently I was at a Hockaday event, and when I was asked by parents, they said, well, have your girls met uh, Taylor Swift? I said, no, uh, the chance really hadn't presented itself. I I don't want to just you know get up there and, and rush her with everybody else. And I, I was instantly judged by a lot of parents for not taking advantage of that opportunity. But I, I tell another bull story. My father uh, never met Michael Jordan. My father was the only re remaining founding shareholder 
to be with the team. And he said, look, I'll meet him one day after his playing career is over, but I'm not going to screw up the mojo here. He said, I haven't met him and we keep winning championships and they actually never met. Well, I'm just going to say, I, we'll, we'll just not meet Taylor Swift and we'll keep riding this train uh, in, in the Chiefs dynasty. <laughs> well, now on to some World Cup uh, questions, Dan. Um, what does it mean uh, for nine matches, the most of any city, uh, five do or die matches there? I think something that we weren't necessarily anticipating nine matches, but now after we've had some time to reflect on it, what does what, what does that truly mean? Look, Dallas was a big winner. That's all I can really say about it. I mean, there, there really were two winners in the tournament, Dallas and New York. Um, and for different reasons. And we had a very ambitious plan. And Monica, you were a gigantic part of that um, and your entire staff. And I'm so thankful for the effort that you guys put into this and the commitment, um, you know, to really excellence to try to make this happen. I thought the final was a long shot, but, you know, without us raising our hand and competing and we did a great job. We wound up with nine games. That was our reward for the effort that you know we put into this. We get to share nine World Cup matches with our fellow citizens here here in the Metroplex, and that is just one of the coolest things I could ever imagine being part of. Four of those are elimination round games, uh, more so than anybody. Nine's more than anybody. And then you're right, we got you know two. We actually got two of those final sort of what it looks like will be group stage games, and those are do or die matches too. So it may not be five do or die matches. It may be six do or die matches in the tournament. The, there will be more drama that takes place here at AT and T Stadium than any other stadium in the entire World Cup bid. And again, we got to bring this to Dallas and be part of it. And there are over 700,000 tickets available, um, you know, for this. And, and what a great experience this is going to be. Well, Dan, I know people have been uh, reaching out to you and probably emails, texts, phone calls, same, same on our side of things, because there was so much hype uh, or even a leak uh, possibly of, uh, or a premature story that came out that Dallas was hosting the finals. What do you say for, to those that are disappointed maybe here locally that we we didn't get the final or actually throughout the world uh, that might be disappointed that Dallas didn't get the finals? Yeah, look, I, I think we didn't get the final based on reputation. <laughs> Um, and I think that's an old perspective. I mean, New York is still the financial capital of the world um, and a great city. Um, but Dallas is, you know, Dallas isn't is no longer just a big city in the United States. Dallas is a global city. And we keep seeing these statistics that in 2100, Dallas will be the largest city in the United States. We truly are going to be the epicenter of World Cup 2026 for a lot of different reasons. But Dallas will, I think, eventually be the epicenter of the United States. If these trends keep going the way they are, um, it really will. And, and look, here's the beauty of it. This exercise that we went through, and, and I think we did an amazing job working together, and especially with our friends at the Dallas Cowboys. Um, they were fantastic. I mean, the Jones family, I've never seen, you know, such commitment on anything, you know, like this from them that's not Dallas Cowboys. I mean, they do a great job across their businesses, but they were all in for World Cup 2026. Because of this moment in time and because of the effort you and your staff put forth, Dallas will now be, I think, at the top of the list to host major global events going forward. Dan, you've been to the last 10 World Cups, which is which is a lot. What so give our 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 
our neighbors and friends in, in North Texas a sense of what it's going to be like to have all those teams here competing in, in all those matches. Yeah, look, I had a lot more hair at each of those prior World Cups, so it's 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 shrunk over time. <laughs> but my first World Cup was in uh, Mexico in 1986, and here's what I'll tell you: the beauty of World Cups, the each of these countries put put forth their best effort, and, and they put forth a, a celebration that is culturally unique to their country or countries. I mean, we've had dual country bids and now we get to be part of a tri-country bid, um, which is so cool. We get to be part of the biggest tournament ever with 104 matches and 48 teams in it. I'm so excited because we're going to finally wind up with first-time qualifiers, um, which will be an amazing experience. But I, I am so excited that Dallas and the greater Metroplex will get to show off this community. This is a dynamic city. Um, it is so business centric, but yet it still has that authentic Texas feel to it. And there's different nuances to all the different communities. So to share that with visitors, but it's uh, it's like Mardi Gras on steroids here. Um, okay. You wind up with all these different countries and the more visiting national teams that we have pick the Metroplex as base camp. So if they're picking Toyota Stadium and Soccer Center, they're picking, you know, Fair Park area, picking SMU, you, you name it, pick UTD. I think the the more flair that there will be in this community, and this will be a gigantic celebration. I believe we have 33 days um, between our matches uh, here. It's either 33 or 34 days between our matches here in Dallas. And I think it is going to be a gigantic celebration of fun. And this is the global sport. And we will be welcoming visitors from all over the world. And we get to show off our great city. And from a cultural standpoint, we're all going to be learning some of those those songs and the chants and the and the things, the culture, the food, the whole thing that that they will bring uh, to their celebrations here as they come to visit for the, for the matches at AT and T Stadium. Right. I mean, you get to see that flair. I mean, the Brazilian samba and the flair that comes with that, or the Dutch and their orange, or the you know England and the three lions. I mean, it's just so amazing. And look, the Mexican national team is so strong. Uh, in this market too. And I don't know how the groups will play out. I mean, obviously we may get drawn uh, with a strong A team uh, or we may see more than one A team uh, in our bracket, which would be great. And then when you get into the elimination round games with so many of them, <clears throat> maybe we get the United States to come through. Maybe we get Mexico to come through. Um, th that would be just unbelievable if those opportunities, you know, exist for us. But you're right. You will you will learn. And, and I'm excited. I want, obviously, U.S. soccer to grow. Um, also, uh, you know, mm -hmm. Mexican soccer is such a big deal. So the Mexican national team to grow. But we will wind up with many a fan here in North Texas that supports a international team, especially if they pick, you know, Dallas-Fort Worth for a base camp. You, you referenced Toyota Stadium, of course, the home of FC Dallas and the U.S. Soccer Hall of Fame. Uh, teams will be picking the base camps and their training sites. What what role do you think does it look like Toyota Stadium will be playing as part of World Cup 26? Yeah, look, we're hopeful that we land at least one visiting national team. Two would be great. We've talked about referee headquarters over time. 
Um, I just think this is a first class facility and we, we're, you know, really focused on improving it now and the real estate around here and Frisco continues to boom. There's no secret, right? Um, and I think the PGA with the Omni Hotel presents an amazing mm -hmm. opportunity for a visiting national team. And so I, I, I'm very hopeful that for this community that's invested a lot in soccer, we can bring that economic impact uh, here. But I also am hopeful that Dallas gets a couple teams, International Broadcast Center, that it, this is a gigantic thing for our, our city and would be an amazing legacy back from 1994 when we had the International Broadcast Center. But we have a first-class facility. Um, these pitches are world-class here. Um, we've expanded our weight and training room actually this year. We own an indoor facility facility now that's uh, about a minute and a half drive from the stadium. So we, we can, you know, offer a complete um, set of facilities for a visiting national team. And they, they come in too. The, this is the cool thing. They come in and the big ones spend a lot of money to build their own city um, for a training center. And I think that would be great in different parts of Dallas. You've been involved at the grassroots level as well for decades. Dallas already a hotbed has produced tons of of players that have gone on to accomplish great things in soccer all around the world. There was a big boost in the U.S., uh, you know, in 94 when the World Cup was here. What do you expect in terms of that further acceleration at the grassroots level? Like Dallas is the biggest benefactor of any city because of World Cups. My father sees the 66 final and immediately decides that Dallas is ready for professional soccer with the Dallas Tornado. He was a little bit early on that, um, but you know, the tornado and those those young men and their families, they came here, they moved to Dallas and they created this rich culture of youth soccer here with the clubs they established. Right. They they taught the sport they knew. And so you have this great legacy of all these ex tornado players here and these the strong youth system that persists in Dallas Fort Worth. 94 led to you know MLS being launched. It was actually supposed to be launched in 95. Didn't make it. We launched in 96. So you look at those two things and go, wow. This has happened for Dallas because of the World Cup. What happens in 2026? And I think it'll be continued investment in facilities, more fields. I mean, you can build another 100 fields in the Metroplex, right? I mean, we, we, we need more fields in Dallas, you know, unquestionably, um, because there are so many young people who are playing this. And look, it will boost FC Dallas. We're seeing record ticket sales now, record season tickets, record sponsorship, and we continue to develop players. But my, my biggest hope in this is it, it truly helps us find or inspire the next Lionel Messi or the next Pelé. Um, I think, you know, seeing that greatness on the field and having an athlete, a young athlete pick soccer over American football or basketball, um, you know how transformative that'll be for the game. And look, I know this is the men's game, but the women's game grows because of it. And then one day we're going to have the Women's World Cup here and it's going to be a smashing success and we will do it bigger and better than anybody else. And those women that are here will also inspire men's players um it, we, we all all boats rise together in this and i think it's just an incredible moment to be in soccer i have only really one regret in, and it's that my parents aren't alive to see where it is and where it's going to be um it's going to be spectacular you mentioned how the jones family has stepped up and all that they did and of course another person who stepped up is monica and she hates talking about herself and she's gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna get put on mike drop dallas probation uh, for bringing this up, but say a few words just for our listeners about, and I know it is a team effort and that's the first thing Monica would say, but just a little bit about her commitment to this for, 
you know, five, six, seven years uh, to, to make this a reality. Yeah, look, uh, and I know she's over there blushing, smiling, head <laughs> down. Uh, she is as talented as a sports executive as there is in the United States. And I get to be around a lot of great ones. And I don't know if she's heard me say this. I don't know that she likes it, but she truly is our secret sauce here um, in making these happen. There's a reason why Dallas has more great sporting events than any city in the United States. And we continue to you know keep adding them. Her diligence and the volume of work that she does is remarkable. I see it all the time. She's hustling from one thing to another. And I tell this story, um, you know, Dan Flynn, who was the former CEO of US Soccer and a close friend and you know, special consultant to FIFA World Cup 2026. And a man who I respect a lot. Um, he 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 is a great man and a hard worker. And he just he we were talking one day and he said that Monica Paul is pretty special. And he said she has got it together and she works uh really hard and, and does a great job for your city. And, and Dan is not a man to offer uh idle praise. Um and so I, you know, I knew it, but I'm so happy that everybody else recognizes it too. And she is one of the biggest assets to the city of Dallas. Well, thank you. Thank you, Dan. Uh, I appreciate that, but I am very um, certain that uh, it has been a probably the largest team effort that um, the city, the region has ever put together in terms of bringing this World Cup here. And um, if I haven't said it, I truly do mean it. Uh, um, you and your team at FC Dallas um, are a huge part of this and uh, we would not be here uh, at this point with nine matches um, without all of us working together. So thank you for the kind words, but um, boy, I'm, I tell everybody all the time that uh, I'm honored to, to be here in Dallas in the North Texas area. I hear stories about some of the, some of the things that other cities um, and sports commissions have to go through and, and working with some community leaders, teams, that sort of thing. And I'm, I, I thank my lucky stars every day of the, the sports community and, and leaders that we have here and the teams and just the can-do spirit and willingness to want to make everything bigger and better. And I have to say that when you started talking about this Women's World Cup here opportunity, uh, you kind of gave me some goosebumps because, uh, you know, that's, uh, I'm like, that's what you live for or for me in terms of my work of like, bringing additional events here and to, to know that we have an opportunity in the future uh, down the road to possibly bring also a women's world cup here and to be able to grow that sport um, is truly special. And we'll be honored to continue to work with you uh, on that as well. But before we let you go, um, you know, your, your father was very um, well, influential is probably an understatement. Uh, in the sports world, but he was the co-chair of the World Cup in 1994. Uh, and obviously with your leadership and uh, chairing our, our our bid committee uh, through this and uh, getting us nine matches and hopefully some additional announcements to come here. What would you, what do you think he would say to you today in, in terms of looking at what you've accomplished and the nine matches and just the sheer impact that the World Cup is going to have on on Dallas in this region and the sport. He would say, don't rest on your laurels. That would be the first thing out of his mouth uh, to me. And you need to get to work would also probably follow. And then maybe third on the podium is 
nobody will care more than you. And so you better be present. Uh, I think that I would, those are all repetitive messages in my life. If anybody <laughs> takes notice, um, no, I think he would be proud. Um, our story in American soccer is improbable, um, if you will, or, or a very, a very unique one. Um, my dad falls in love with soccer. Um, having played American football and baseball, there was no soccer. Um, and he, he, because of a Shamrock Rovers match, seeing my mother at the University of College Dublin in Ireland when she was there, World Cup final in 66, and then his continued fight and really the last, last person to give up on the uh, old NASL when it went out of business. And my, my father had a, a never say die attitude, a, a never quit. And then the honor of bringing the 94 World Cup and being the, the I guess, you know, basically the first investor in Major League Soccer, uh, you know, I think he would be just thrilled. Um, and he loved this city so much. This was his home. Um, you know, we, we have a second home in Kansas City, which is an amazing place, too. But he he was so proud of this community um, and the investment that's been made and also the things that his siblings uh, had done and also his nieces and nephews. Um, if you look around the city, there's sort of that, you know, gigantic footprint that exists. And then there have been so many other great, you know, families and civic leaders that have done so much for Dallas. I think he would just be proud for the city. Um, he really was, a, um, you know, a community first kind of guy. Um, and I think he would just be excited what this means for, for Dallas and, and the growth that we're experiencing and, and what the promise of the future will bring. I, I got to stay on, in good graces with Gina Miller. So I want to ask you one FC Dallas question as the season uh, is, is beginning. Give us your outlook for the season. Uh, just, just obviously growth in the MLS has been spectacular. The Apple TV plus deal looks like a good deal. Uh, things are moving in the right direction, but specifically for FC Dallas, what are your hopes for, for this season and what should fans look for? Well, look, I, I would take one step back and say I'm so thankful for my FC Dallas staff. They killed themselves on this World Cup stuff and will continue to do that. And they recognize how important it is Gina and Jimmy have worked so hard. But my whole staff um, here have, have really invested in this. And I think this is a big uh, wind for us behind, behind our ship here, pushing us forward with World Cup 2026. But I can boil it down very simply. This is the most optimistic I've been about an FC Dallas team in a long time. Uh, we've had some great teams here. That 2016 team was unbelievable, lifting two trophies. The energy around this is really special. We made a gigantic investment in players in this offseason. But all of our metrics, I talked about it earlier, season tickets, sponsorship. We had an incredibly successful preseason. I think we have the greatest generation of youth players of the club between the ages of 11 to 17 since that sort of Jesus Ferreira, Paxton Palmer call, Edwin Cerillo, Brandon Cervania group that came through with so many of those players in the national team programs. Um, so I'm excited about what the future is, but our moment, it feels like is now. Um, and I can say that because I'm just seeing an energy uh, around this group and we had our first great game this last weekend uh, two to one win uh, and it was a good performance with a lot of players missing and we keep adding them back now almost every week and so I'm excited I'm if you're an FC Dallas fan or a soccer fan you should be excited for this team in 2024. Well Dan thanks so much for being with us today and congratulations on on the massive role you played in bringing World Cup to, to Dallas Fort Worth in 2026. 
So on behalf of Monica Paul and the Dallas Sports Commission, again, thanks to Dan Hunt for joining us. Thanks to the Mike Drop Dallas production team, Next Level, Marcus Carr and Merrick's Doc Gooden of Tony Fay PR, Alex Gilbert over at the Sports Commission, of course, our showrunner, Tony Fay. Until next time, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>